Thank you for joining the Zen Care Podcast. These recorded Dharma talks are given freely to our community in the heart of New York City, which we are honored to now share with you. New York Zen Center for Contemplative Care is dedicated to transforming the nature of care through contemplative practice by meeting illness, aging, and death with compassion and wisdom. Learn about us at zencare.org. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> Gene, are you okay there? You can see through Shinzan. Yeah, you sure? Okay. Liz, can you see? Yes, good. It's not about hiding on this session. I'm fully, fully exposed. So for those of you who don't know, I had knee replacement surgery. Uh, six months ago, and so I'm a year, I mean, still in the healing process. So um, this is my first time doing full bows again, and uh, trying to sit back on the floor. So it's a little kind of like maneuvering there. Feels pretty good. We'll see what the body tells me in 30 minutes from now. All right. Thank you for my quarter cup of water. <laughs> I don't get thirsty. So here we are on Earth. This is so loud, Daniel. It's okay. It's good. <laughs> so here we are on our third full day of session. And it's around this time where you're either hating it or loving it. In my experience, there's no in-between. I've never felt ambivalent about session. It's never like, oh, it's okay. It's all right, it's not bad. I'm not so keen on the food, but I think I'll stay anyway. Well, maybe just for another day, so I could say it, tell folks, I went on a session, I did it. It's not like that for me. It's like love, hate. So this is the kind of the, that time, that third day where it's like, I'm going to tip over into the edge. I've made up my mind to hate it for the rest of the week. <laughs> or I've let go and I'll just be with whatever it is. I'll be with not loving it so much. I'll be with it. Knowing, of course, that none of these states are permanent. Oh, loving it right now, it's the best thing I ever did. Can't wait to do another one. I'm going to do a five-week one next time. Two, shit. When are we leaving? When am I going home? What about this cool weather, huh? Such a blessing, such a machaya <laughs> on us today. I woke up this morning and it was that nice cloudy and I felt like rain. 
but it hasn't been this way since we got here, right? Even the weather changes, hour by hour, day by day. It was so bloody hot when we got here, wasn't it? Felt like a furnace in most of the rooms here. This is the, the coolest of the room. I think maybe God is keeping us cold, right? Keeping us cool. You know, I always think that, that whomever is still present in this building. And so, yeah, whomever is taking care of us. Such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful building. So with the weather for the last couple of days, and by the way, it's going to be in the 90s tomorrow. So get nice and comfortable today, because you're going to feel like shit tomorrow. <laughs> like, it's just like our practice. Feels great. Hate it. Oh, I'm so cool. Oh, thank God for this cool weather. Schwitzing. Yesterday or the day before, so many complaints about the, the weather and the no air conditioning and the robes and I'm so hot and I'm schwitzing. And I'm like, I got five layers on. Five. And you want to schwitz? Wear this stuff. It's like, so sweat already, you know? Just be with that too, with the discomfort. Thank God you have a body to sweat in, right? It's better than the alternative. Is it comfortable in the heat and the humidity? No. But it's what we got. This is our life in this moment. I have air conditioning in my room, by the way. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Which is why people love to come to Dokusan in, in my room. And they want to sit there and they can't quite get the question. They're like, so there's something really important where I can't quite think what it is. And I like that. <laughs> I'm like, can't fool me. <laughs> I guess I have to ration this. <laughs> I wouldn't want you to miss any of my talk. <laughs> no, 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 it's too important. <laughs> I know you just want to stretch your legs. Okay, here we are. Shinzan spoke yesterday of the forms and the rituals that we observe here on session. We do practice liturgy in the center in the city, but not so in-depth and not quite so formal, and not as many of the forms that we, that we observe here. 
as Shinzan said, these forms invite us to become part of the one body. To be connected, to move in unison. This session is not about being in a silo, doing your own thing. You can do that when you leave here. And we were all doing it before we got here. But that's not what session is about. Session is about being connected to everything that is arising and to those around you, not separating. When we first arrive, some people know what they're doing or think they know what they're doing. And for some people, it's all brand new and strange. And usually around now, everybody starts to get up together, turn at the same time, move together, and it becomes this beautiful choreographed setting that we're in. You know, by the end of the week, we'll probably be 90% there. Everyone just doing it so naturally, being in the flow with everyone else. As I said, this is not about doing your thing, your habitual thing. It's about seeing how you can be different. It's a perfect time to, to watch yourself, how you want to jump in, fix something, fix someone, correct them, because you know what's, how to do it right, and correct them, or smile, and help them, and that's all well and good in our life, but here we try to do things a little differently. We allow for people to, to make a mistake, if there is such a thing as a mistake. We allow people to do it differently. And then they notice that, oh, that's not the way it's done. And then they have their feelings around it. And they get embarrassed and they get upset because they feel silly. Feel they've done something wrong. They're being judged. So it's an incredible opportunity to have all those feelings arise and say to myself, look at me. Look at what I do to myself. When I feel that people are judging and humiliating me, look what it, where I go. Look at the mental torture I'm in. That's not what this is about. Being here is about, yes, you have the opportunity to look at your habitual way of being and to be open to the possibility that you don't have to do that anymore. You know what? That's such an old story. How would it be not to go to that? 
how would it be to be, you know what, I fucked up. It's okay. I use the F word in this <laughs> holy place. It's okay. It's just a word, it's just a place. Nothing holy. That's another thing that we, when people come on session, and yes, we're wearing robes and we're in silence, but don't make it too sacred. Don't make it something that it isn't. Everything is just given to us to help us, you know, to, um, hmm. So traditionally in a monastery or in, a, in, a, in, a, in, in most monasteries, whatever, or in whichever uh, religion, the monks and the nuns are all wearing the same clothes, right? They've shared the outside world. So there's no um, difference. There's no visible difference between each person, right? And so when we come on retreat, we, you know, a lot of us tend to wear the same things. So we're not standing out. But it's nothing holy. It's just the form. It's just a tradition. Okay? So don't make any of this too... I'm trying to find another word for holy. But just, don't, just don't make it too. Just be with it. You know, I get the most foolish when I'm feeling the most fragile. I'm not sh really sure yet what um, this fragility or vulnerability is about. I have a good inkling. And so it's very easy for me on, on retreat when it all starts to bubble up. To get funny, to make a joke, to hide from myself. And that's been my habitual behavior for years and years and years. Hiding, not allowing you to see me. And through this practice, what I've learned is that. I can touch into it, and I don't have to run away from it. It is going to present itself. 
So as much as I try to run away, I don't have to do that anymore. I just have to have faith that this practice, the Dharma, will hold me. As Diane often says, you know, thank you, thank you. Would you like some? As Diane often says, the Dharma is always presenting us with what we need to look at. Doesn't give us anything else, just what we need to look at. And can we stay there? Can we be resilient enough to be with it? And what choice do we have? So my laughing and joking it's just a fence, a wall. It'll all come tumbling down eventually. And the beauty is that I'm aware of that now these days. That's the huge difference in my life, that I'm aware of what I'm doing when I'm doing it. It's no longer some kind of mystery. So when I walked in here this morning, seems like three hours ago, my apologies, um, I had no idea that when I sat on this cushion, <laughs> what's really going on for me would arise. And here it is, bubbling up. Boop, 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 boop. So stay tuned. These ideas of so clumsy, so inadequate. This hubris of thinking that I could sit on the trampoline like this. We don't have to stay there in these delusions. I was thinking of Koshin's story on the first day, the first evening, of going to the eye doctor and getting his first pair of glasses. And he told us when he put them on, he experienced a clarity that was kind of startling. He hadn't realized just how much his eyesight had diminished with age. Right? He told us how much sharper things appeared the leaves in the trees, Chodo's face. <sniffs> Colors, the shapes. Right? It's like, right now I can't see Shinko, or Asian, or whoever it is that's leading on or Yakusan. Wow! There you are, smiling. Amazing. When we put the glasses on, what happens? What a great analogy to sitting on the cushion. Right? 
let's call it going to the cushion, going to the eye doctor, going to the cushion for our first meditation. We live with a clouded vision of who we are. We get caught in others' ideas of who we should be. My first experience, as I digress, how much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> of sitting on the cushion was through Dayen. I don't know, almost, almost 30 years ago. That's a whole nother story, but it was Diane that said, get your ass on a cushion and see what comes up. And as the clouds begin to lift and the pain begin to arise, I just wanted to run out of there. I just didn't want to be on that cushion because things were getting clearer. And I didn't want clarity. I wanted to stay in delusion. I wanted to go back to drinking and drugging because it was getting too clear. But I stayed. With continued visits to the eye doctor and regular checkups, our eyes stay healthy. Right? The lenses may get thicker, our vision may get cloudier, we may get cataracts, but we're checking, we're checking in. And with regular visits to the cushion, hopefully our mind gets clearer and clearer. I guess it all depends how short-sighted we are when we get to the cushion, right? Some of us it takes longer till we find the right prescription prescription for my practice. One of the dangers of our practice, or meditative practice, or contemplative practice, mindfulness practice, is that trap of compare and despair. Oh, they're doing it much better than me. Look how still they're sitting. And why do I feel the urge to move more and more when they're sitting like a rock? And where's this itch coming from? I've never had an itch there before. And suddenly now I have to itch in between my big toe and the other toe. And why is this snot now coming out of my nose? I hate this person next to me. <laughs> I hope they fall asleep and fall off the chair. <laughs> hate them. This, this trap that we fall into, we think we have to do it so perfectly. We have to do it the way we do it. And yes, we look towards improving our practice to, to becoming stronger, to becoming more upright. It's not some willy-nilly thing, oh, it's okay, anything will do. No, it's about noticing 
and moving towards a different way of being. If this is how you are in the world, it's not how you want to be in here. You want to try something different. Most of you know that one of my favorite teachers, apart from my teacher, is Zen Master Raven. And for those of you who don't know Zen Master Raven, it's a collection of really, really um, smart, poignant, funny stories um, imagined by Robert Aiken Roshi. And uh, he saw the community as a whole bunch of animals in the forest and uses all these different animals to give us really incredible Dharma teachings. Some of them are really like koan. So I use Zen Master Raven a lot. I've now also found a new teacher, thank you to one of our Sangha members, uh, John Misun. Uh, maybe I'll read something from him on, for my next talk. Another wonderful, wonderful Dharma teacher. Probably doesn't realize how in touch with the Dharma he is, but I'm going to save that for the next talk. John Misun. This is discouraged. Grouse was looking rather moody one evening. And as the group was breaking up at the end of the meeting, Raven called to her. Hey, Grouse, how's it going? Oh, said Grouse, I don't know. Sometimes I feel discouraged. Why is it that I'm taking so long to understand anything? Raven said, everybody takes the same length of time. There are folks who come after I did, said Grouse, shaking her head. They ask intelligent questions and seem to be moving along in their practice while I just sit and sit and wonder what's going on. And Raven said, they say the Buddha Shakyamuni is still sitting somewhere and he's only halfway there. And Grouse said, that's not very encouraging. <laughs> and Raven said, come to think of it, it's not. Neither encouraging nor discouraging. Simply where it's at. They're doing it better than me. I'll never be as good as them. I'm such a loser. No. You're doing it in the way that you're able to do it right now. And as Suzuki Roshi said, you're all perfect and complete just as you are. And you need to do some work. You know? We don't come to this practice to discover how other people are doing it better than us. We come to appreciate who we are. We don't practice to be disappointed in ourselves. There are many, many innumerable ways to go down that rabbit hole of disappointment in myself. And if you don't have many innumerable ways of doing it, I can give you some of mine. 
Shinzan reminded us of this beautiful quote from um, Maizumi Roshi yesterday. Have good trust in yourself, not in the one you think you should be, but the one that you are. Have good trust in yourself, not in the one you think you should be, but the one that you are. Diane spoke of the importance of being in relationship with our body, to notice how our thoughts, negative and otherwise, impact the physical body. When we're angry, think about it, when we're, when we're angry we get tight. Sometimes we clench our fists. Our muscles tense. There can be a feeling of constriction in the chest. <clears throat> And when we get sad, there is often a stooping of the shoulders, you know, the head, the chin fixed, just touching the chest almost. This is kind of like we can see when others are sad, or our perception is that they're sad because of the way they're standing or sitting. When we feel joy, there's a lightness in the body, there's an openness, you know, the, the face does this. You know, it's all perfectly, the body is telling us what is happening. I was speaking to someone yesterday about this idea of thought, how it manifests in the body, you know, it's like the thought comes so quickly, unconsciously, and suddenly we're in the body, and we think that's where it started. Sorry. We think it starts up here. It starts right here. It's like, oh, the manifestation of this crazy thought. We didn't even, we're not even aware of. And it's like, take notice of this. Let go of what created that, that story. This is, what I'm feeling right now is this sadness. Let me live in that. Let me, ex let me explore that in my body, not these crazy ideas. Let me take care of the body. It's usually an old trigger from somewhere, nothing to do with what happened in the moment. It's coming from somewhere old, 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 old. If we look at cause and effect from say from the, the first notion, the first experience, be, being in the body as opposed to up here where we have these crazy thoughts of how bad I am, and, and, uh, how I'm not as good as the next person, and then we get all sad and we get all constricted and angry because I hate the person next to me, seeing what happens in the body. If we look at it from the, the, body's angle, the body angle first, I'm trying to, I'm trying to I'm trying to language this. So, okay, so now I'm sitting in, with pain in my knee. And I'm sitting on the cushion. And it's, you know, halfway through the period of Zazen. And I'm in excruciating pain, right? But I've got to sit through this. 
I've got to do this because, you know, the person next to me is not moving and this is what I'm supposed to do. And I can barely stand it. And I'm sitting and sitting and sitting. Oh, what am I doing? I'm causing suffering in my mind. So my body is now telling me, I need you to take care of me. But my mind is saying, no, you've got to sit right where you are because you're doing zazen. So the mind is telling me one thing and my body is saying, please, get me out of this prison. So go sit in the chair. Listen to your body. The body is always telling you what it needs. The mind is telling you what it wants. I want more food. I want more chocolate. I go to that one. I want more chocolate, more chocolate, more chocolate. Then my body is like, you don't need any more chocolate, trust me. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't trust you. And the body says, okay. <laughs> now are you listening? Right? Now are you listening? The body's always going to win. So interesting. So interesting what happens when we really slow down enough to see, to experience, to feel, to hear who we are. Such an amazing journey. I think I'm going to finish with another Zen Master Raven, if I can find it. Anybody hungry yet? Anybody's, is anyone's body telling them they're hungry? Is anyone's mind telling them he should shut up? <laughs> it's been too long. It's all stories. It's all stories. My body's telling me, you've got to stand up, Joe Dolly. This is crazy. <clears throat> At a private meeting, Grouse said, I'm not sure that I'm dedicated to my practice. Raven said, never mind about being dedicated. Grouse said, the truth is, I haven't the foggiest idea of what practice really is. Me neither, said Raven. But aren't you curious? Grouse said, fascinated. Raven said, there you go. So can you find the curiosity, the fascination? Why are you here? Get curious about your practice. Never mind about being dedicated to some thought, to some idea of this is what I have to do, this is the practice, I have to go on session, I have to do this, I have to do that. No, get curious. Find the fascination in this. This journey towards some kind of liberation from the mind. My body's telling me, Bleh. that's what just happened in my body. Should not have had that piece of chocolate before I came down. 
terrible what I do to myself. And I begged people to bring chocolate. I actually texted someone yesterday or the day before, there's no chocolate here. And they delivered chocolate. And now I'm regretting it because I plowed through it, almost all of it last night before going to bed. Yeah, and my body's saying, yeah, you want to keep doing that? Let me show you what that's like. So I hope, as the Buddha purportedly said, may there be enough water in all the Ganges to wash my words from your ears. Because it's all bullshit. It's just my experience. What's yours? Live your experience, not mine. Thank you. <laughs>